Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Hair, the Combed Education Podcast. My name is Aras Nelson. I'm your host. I am the founder of Combed Education, um, which really is focused on helping this industry level up. So I've got a ton of free resources. I've got uh, the fundamentals course with a couple of other courses coming up. And my vision with Combed Education was to help and inspire and to empower hairdressers through my own learnings with over 20 years of experience behind the chair from uh, assisting to a commission salon to booth renting to suite ownership to salon ownership business mindset all of the things all of the things that I have learned um, I want to share because I think that in order to continue to level up this industry we have to contribute to it. We have to give back to it in order to help our fellow hairdressers. And so the Let's Talk Hair podcast is one way that I choose to contribute. And within the podcast, and there's also a blog that goes along with it, um, I talk about hair color and uh, tips and mindset and business and chemicals and salon life and all of these things. So um, I'm sure if you peek around, you'll find a couple of things that might uh, pique your interest. So today we're going into the chemical side of things. Today we're gonna talk about bleach. Um, <clears throat> bleaching products, they have changed dramatically over the last 10 years. So as the demand from us, us meaning stylists and hair colorists, our demand has, has grown because we now want uh, a bleach or bleaches that can take a level one to a level 10 in like under an hour with open air balayage and built-in bond builders so that it causes no damage and the hair feels better after you've taken it through that journey. <laughs> so this is because this is what we're asking for, what manufacturers have done and I've seen it in the past 10 years. They're now producing bleaches and lightning products that are really, really, really strong. There's nothing wrong with that. I love a good strong bleach. The, the problem is the responsibility or maybe lack of responsibility from us in using some of these products and creating like really, really, really bad situations. Um, and then to couple it with this, right? There's so many products on the market that build bonds, repair polypeptide chains, these bond builders that are in products or you have to add to the product. like. Most people are using these as like insurance agents, um, but like they're there for a reason. Yes, you know, those bond builders, those, they help, but you can't just like rely on it and like take your level one to a level 10 and expect there to be no damage. At the end of the day, the chemical is the chemical. It's gonna work the way it's gonna work. Yes, these builders and plexes and stuff help, but like, we gotta be responsible. So like I said, there's nothing wrong with these products, the builders, there's nothing wrong with these strong bleaches. The issue is that we're just pushing the boundaries with bleaching hair and causing like catastrophic damage sometimes. So what I wanna shed light on is really to, to help you in, in today's episode, understand all of the lightning products that we have at our disposal. This is gonna give you a clear idea of what to use and when to use it like you do not need the strongest fastest 1000 level of lift bleach on every single client like you don't 
And I see it all the time. Client is a natural level seven, fine hair. And it's like, boom, nine level bleach, bond builder. I have my plex in there. I'm good. And it's like, no, 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 no. Back it up. Back it up. There are other things that we can use to lighten hair. And so I want to cover that today. The first topic I want to talk about is the different, um, the products that we have in our arsenals, right? We have permanent color, which provides lift. We have high lift color. We have oil bleaches and we have powder bleaches. So let's go first into the high lift color. Everyone's like, oh my God, I fucking hate high lift color. It's more, okay, but listen, like there is a time and a place where high lift color is a great choice. So they are, high lift colors, in my opinion, are like the gateway between permanent color and bleach. So high lift colors have more alkalinity, more lifting power than permanent color, but not as aggressive as some lighteners high lifts typically they do have more ammonia um they just don't have the power or the ph of some of the powdered lighteners that we have so they will create typically a warmer result typically uh manufacturers recommend mixing high lifts with double 40 to achieve maximum lifting of melanin um and there are some scenarios when high lifts are a perfect solution so don't like scoff at them use them as a tool not every client needs to be high ph bleach to a level 10. i'll share a story i was getting my nails done last week and uh the nail tech is a brunette natural level two she wanted to be a dimensional brunette the pictures that she showed me all of the colors that she was interested in we're still between a level three to a level five. Like she did not want any lightness. So she had gone and gotten her hair done and it looked really pretty. And I asked her about the process. You guys, the artist bleached to a platinum and then toned down to a rich, warm brunette. And I was like, why did they, why did they do it? Like, you don't have to do that. I understand lifting past the orange to tone down for a cool, uh, brunette but like to, to platinum and then she's like my my toner washed away in two washes I'm like yeah yeah because most likely when they toned they didn't fill and then now you've created a grade five porosity on this person's hair <laughs> like and so she's like I just had to use blue shampoo and I'm like oh fuck okay so in that scenario maybe a high lift would have been a better option it would have maybe caused a little less damage um she wants to stay in the level three to five so why take her all the way to a nine? Take her to a seven and tone it down. So who's who's a good candidate for high lift color? So first of all, typically, if you're trying to get to a blonde, high lift is good for a, a, a client who's level seven and above. Hair texture has to be fine to medium. If the hair texture is coarse, that means the diameter of that hair is thicker, which means it has more melanin, which means it's going to be warmer. It's going to appear warmer. Coarse hair will always appear warmer because there's more melanin there. So fine to medium texture hair, level seven and above. Um, clients in the blonde category, and if you are unfamiliar with this, I cover all of the hair color categories with clients in the fundamentals. Um, and then the client prefers a neutral to warmer result, right? Like if they're wanting gray, silver, high lift ain't it. But if they're okay with a neutral to a warmer result, maybe maybe high lifts could be a good uh, choice because they can generally give you two to four levels of lift. And I say two to four, but like I, it could be five. 
it could be one it depends on the hair what are we dealing with um but it's definitely a good option in certain situations so my my point is don't put high lifts off uh and, and eliminate them from your arsenal because there are scenarios where high lifts are a good option. I have a couple of brunette clients who like a nice caramel highlight and I use a high lift for them and their hair is not as damaged. I don't have to worry about, you know, lifting so light and then toning down and then toner fading. Like it's a good solution. So let's talk about oil bleach, okay? They're a bit more gentle than a traditional powder bleach and they have a tendency to be a little bit less aggressive. So. These are the types of lighteners that usually come in a tube or a tub, and they're a cream, creamy consistency. You can mix them with any strength of developer, your choice. So I guess think of oil bleach as a step up from high lift, right? So you have permanent color that's gonna give you some lifting ability. You have high lift color that's gonna give you a little bit more lifting ability than permanent color, but not quite as much as powdered bleach. And then the next step up is oil bleach. And then the next step up is like your powdered, powdered lighteners. So think of it as a next step. Um, not quite as potent as powder, but oil bleaches, they're typically produced as a liquid. And during the manufacturing process, a thickener is added to create a more viscous, like jelly type of consistency when you mix it with the developer. So when would you opt for an oil bleach or a cream-based bleach. If you're doing any kind of on-scalp lightening, even at the darkest levels, guys, because that, listen, the first quarter inch, like that little tiny little quarter inch is of new growth, if it's not colored, it's not fully keratinized yet, which means it hasn't fully been built. Like it's not the same as the ends. So it will lift beautifully that first quarter inch. So you don't need a nine level, super aggressive lightener on scalp that could potentially cause like chemical burns. Um, whoa, somebody just, anyways, I'm, if you guys heard that, there's a motorcycle outside of my studio. Anywho, so back to what I was talking about on scalp lightening, um, it can prevent chemical burns on scalp, especially with lower volume. So you could use a powdered lightener on the ends and then go in with a cream or an oil lightener on the scalp. Um, and you'll still get beautiful results. Uh, if you wanna brighten up uh, dull ends on highlights. So say you have a client who always comes in and routinely does highlights, right? Whatever format. Um, and their ends aren't quite as blonde. Some people will choose to use the same bowl of lightener on the new growth and then brush it down into the ends that were previously lightened. If those ends are previously lightened and say they're at a level eight and the regrowth is at a level three or a four, do you need that powdered bleach with 20 or 30 volume to pull through on the ends? Like you don't. Granted, you can finesse it in a way where you don't saturate as heavy, but why not opt for an oil bleach or a cream bleach on those ends? They're not gonna give you as much lift, but just enough to kind of brighten them up a little bit. And then when a client is only needing a few levels of lift and high lift isn't strong enough, then you could use an oil bleach or a cream bleach. Um, again, these are the types that are gonna give you maybe five, six, seven levels of lift depending on your developer. So think of it as a less aggressive um, option for hair if hair is damaged, if hair is compromised. Um, so, you know, when you're, when you're 
only needing a few levels of lift, you could opt for an oil or cream bleach. You don't have to go in with a nine level fucking full force. You don't have to. You can, but you don't have to. We have tools in our toolbox, guys. Um, and then another scenario would be if you're trying to break through old color on the mid shafts and ends, I typically like to use high lift for that because it just shifts and shatters the pigment enough for me to deposit a brighter, refreshed color. But if you're trying to lift through like layers of color, Use an oil bleach or a cream bleach. Don't go in there with your uh, super powerful guns blazing. That hair is already compromised. So if you can try to save it and use something that's maybe not as aggressive, maybe might be a good choice. Okay, and lastly, powder bleach. We all have this in our cabinet. Anyone who does blonding has multiple powder bleaches in their cabinet. So this is the most potent option, obviously, to get hair as light as possible. And the ingredients in different powdered bleaches vary, but generally, most powder lighteners that offer nine plus levels of lift, they're using oxidizing agents like hydrogen peroxide, ammonium persulfate, potassium persulfate, sodium persulfate. Um, powdered bleach typically has a really high pH and it has the gr a greater ability to lighten the hair because the bleaching agents have the ability to enter into the cortical fibers of the hair and reach the melanin quicker in order to change its chemical composition, to change the composition of the hair and break through melanin because bleach diffuses melanin, creating undertones. So for some of you, have you ever thought about what happens to the hair when I bleach it? Like the hair was brown, now it's blonde. I didn't see any brown run through in my sink. What happened? So. What happens is, let me, I'll get there. So along with these, these oxidizing agents, an alkaline solution is used to help soften and swell the cuticle layers, okay? It's gonna soften and swell those, those layers and that hair, and then those oxidizing agents, they can reach the cortical fibers of the hair. So the alkaline pH products when mixed with oxidizing agents, a couple things happen. Number one, the alkaline pH products cause the hair to soften and swell and helps the oxygen uh, released by the oxidizing agents to penetrate into the cortical fibers and help break up melanin, causing the hair to lighten. So when you're bleaching hair, essentially what's happening is you have a very alkaline pH product on the hair to soften and swell that hair. That alkalinity also helps release the oxygen from the oxidizing agents and the developer, and it breaks through melanin. So no color is being removed. No color is being erased. What happens is that the lightener and the developer, in, in like the most simplest way to explain it is imagine that you have the melanin, okay? These products poke holes in the melanin. The more holes that are poked in the melanin, the more light can pass through um, that hair, visually giving you a lighter result. So the higher the pH, the higher the developer, the higher the alkalinity, the quicker this process happens, which not, is not always a good thing, okay? The other thing that happens is that um, these alkaline products help neutralize the acids added to your hydrogen peroxide, added to your developer, which also makes the chemical breakdown um, happen more rapidly, the releasing of the oxygen happening more rapidly. 
Um, ammonium hydroxide acts as a catalyst as well and accelerates the breakdown of the hydrogen peroxide, the releasing of the hydrogen or the releasing of the, um, the oxidizing agents to help break down this melanin. So got a little sciency there, but you got to know what you're working with. You got to know what you're doing. So I'm going to share with you um, some of my like most important, valuable, best, whatever you want to call it, tips on bleach and on bleaching hair and how to work with uh, bleach. So number one, like I covered earlier, not all bleach is created equal. It's not. Now, the differences are not huge in the lighteners that are on the market, but you gotta know your product. Know what you're working with. Know its speed. How gentle or aggressive is it? How does it perform? Because sometimes you may need to use different lighteners for different situations. So you gotta know your products. This is huge, and this is what I preach in the fundamentals. You can't blame this color or this bleach for not getting the results. You need to know what the frick you're working with. And when you know your tools and you know them well, you know when to use what, okay? So when choosing your lightener, always, always, always check your ingredient deck. Any bleach that has sodium hydroxide or potassium hydroxide, those are some of the most damaging ingredients. Not bad, but you have to be responsible when you're using them. So um, tread lightly and be mindful if you're using a lightener that has those ingredients. It's going to work fast. It's going to work great. You got to watch it. Um, so lightener is usually its strongest and most potent the first 30 minutes after you mix it and will eventually uh, start diminishing in strength. So if you're like me, years and years and years ago, when I would have a client with a lot of hair, I would mix like seven scoops of bleach because I didn't want to keep walking to the back and mixing new bleach. I'm like, I'm just going to mix all this fucking bleach and we're going to get through foiling her hair for three hours. Guess what happened? The last section of foils like would not lift because that bleach has had been sitting there for two hours. Like where is its strength gone? So now things are very, very different for me and I mix one scoop at a time if I'm doing a root retouch for bleach or highlights just on the roots. If I'm pulling through, I'll maybe use two scoops or mix another lightener. So it's strongest first 30 minutes. Um, so using the same bowl of lightener, uh, it's gonna cause delay in lift for your last sections. Here's a couple of rules of thumbs. If lightener dries out, it will stop working. If it's dry, it's dead. If lightener is still wet or moist, it's going to continue the lightening of the hair. Just again, reminder, after 30 minutes, it's going to slow down, okay? If you leave the moist lightener on past pale yellow, the hair fiber will begin excuse me, to deteriorate, okay? It's going to deteriorate. If you're at pale yellow, wipe it off. Do not leave it on because if there's any moistness in that lightener, remember it still works just really slowly, but it will deteriorate the hair causing catastrophic damage, which leads me to my next tip. Lifting to white or completely decolorizing the hair should never happen. Okay. Palest yellow. Perfect. That's a sign that the hair still has some protein structure in it. It's a sign that it's got keratin. When you bleach to white, the hair no longer has any internal structure to support itself. 
and or to support any kind of toner. So you got to leave a little bit of supporting pigment in the hair for the toner to attach to and give strength to the hair or else it's mush. So the hair, when, when you pull it, it's got zero elasticity. It ends up on the floor. Like it just do not get to white. When you get to white, you're screwed. Because at that point, the porosity is so high. You've put the hair through so much. No, and it has no structure. So good luck trying to put a toner on it. It's going to spit it right back out. Chemical cut, only way to uh, handle that. So um, another tip, powdered lighteners are generally de-dusted. So you have to make sure that you mix up your lightener. You need or massage the bag a little bit before you scoop your lightener. Like just mix it up a little um, before you put it in your bowl and mix it with your developers. Super important because the active ingredients in de-dusted lightener can settle. So if you don't like move it around and mix it up and kind of get it all together, um, those those active ingredients are going to settle to the bottom of your container or your bag or your bottle, whatever, wherever you store your lightener. And it's going to cause your bleach to be very inconsistent, right? You're going to use the lightener and be like, dude, this used to be so strong. What the hell? Something's wrong. It's not working as well. And then you're on your last scoop and it's like, bam, <laughs> it's so much stronger. So quick little tip. Um, they are de-dusted. So just mix it up so that you get nice, consistent results with your lightener. Okay, heat is never suggested with any lightener. Heat is never suggested with any lightener. Heat is never <laughs> suggested. So if you read any manufacturer's instructions, and I've looked on all the bleaches that I could find, do not recommend with heat. Does not recommend with heat. Do not put under the dryer. You guys, we're all like... I see it all the time. And again, hairdressers, we learn the rules. You can break them, whatever works for you, but it's not recommended for a couple of reasons. Um, but mainly the active ingredients, both in the powder and the developer are unstable anyways. And then exposing it to too much heat, uh, not good, okay? Exposing it to too much heat can give you undesired results. So just, I get it if you wanna maybe put a hot towel or like use your blow dryer with a diffuser for a couple minutes to like help kind of nudge it along. But it you're gonna get, so I'll give you an example. I had a client in my chair not that long ago. Her hair was not broken, but it was dry as shit. Like it just felt like hay. And I couldn't figure out why. She was blonde, her ends were okay. It didn't feel like, it looked good. And then so I, I put her foils in. She goes, oh, aren't you gonna put me under the dryer? And I was like, no did your other stylist put you under the dryer and she was yeah i would sit under the dryer for like an hour i was like okay that makes sense so the damage that's caused by putting the hair under heat maybe it won't melt off but the hair is going to feel like shit so try to avoid it if you can always use the manufacturer's recommended developer with lightener always do that don't don't mix your develop, just use what they recommend. Manufacturers spend millions of dollars in R&D, research and development, to make sure that their products work. So just use their developers so that you don't have to worry about the hair swelling or puffing or bleeding or all of that shit. Like just, you use this bleach, use their developer, period. Um, okay, so always keep your uh, eyes on the bleach. Check often, watch the progress, and take it off as soon as you get to where you wanna be. Do not leave it on. Remember we were talking about earlier, it's, if it's moist or wet, it's gonna keep working and you're gonna have some serious damage. Um, 
be responsible when using lightener. This is like, oh my God, such a biggie. Um, the bond builders are there as, as an insurance agent, but don't count on them while you're being irresponsible with lightener. You can seriously create massive damage. You guys, bleach takes hair to like the end of its life, like, like bare, and then we bring it back. So just be respectful, or not respectful, be responsible with lightener. Okay, here's another one. I see this on Instagram all the time. When you're rinsing bleach out, shampoo it out. Like don't just rinse and then put your toner on. Shampoo the bleach out, especially if you're planning on toning because any remaining bleach in the hair will reactivate with the application of your toner and your, your toner's visual uh, result is going to be degraded. Like it's going to change the tonal value because it's gonna get reactivated and it's not a pretty situation. So bleach the hair, rinse it out, shampoo, tone, or at least do an acidifying treatment before you tone. I do it before and after. So make sure you use some sort of acidifying conditioning treatment. This is gonna help A, eliminate residual peroxide and ammonia, and B, it can help um, constrict and infuse like a cationic charge to help the hair accept toner more evenly. This is why we use like equalizing porosity products or acidifying products. Like you can acidify the hair a little bit before you tone, you, you'll be surprised, you might even get a better result. Now, the industry's torn on this because there's people like, do not condition before you tone. And then there's people like me, they're like, no, condition before you tone. Because like, even if you use a product that's acidifying, it's not going to conceal or constrict the cuticle back to like 4.5. It won't do that in one go. All it's going to do is it's going to help um, equalize the porosity so that your toner can take better. Okay, so I shampoo, condition, then tone but at least shampoo, like at least shampoo. Um, that That's like one of my, my pet peeves. And then anytime you're rinsing color out, so if you're using a toner, shampoo it out, guys. Especially if you're using Shades EQ or like Color Gloss that's an MEA, like shampoo that shit out. Do not leave it in the hair and then put conditioner, like remove. These are chemicals we're working with and like I feel like sometimes we forget. Um, so anyways, that's all I got for this time around. I hope that this was insightful and helpful for you. Um, I know that there are a lot of products on the market. There's so many different bleaches available to us um, and so many different lightning products. And my goal is just like for you to understand all the tools that we have in our arsenal and then know them all and then know when to use what so that you're not using a nine level lightener on every single client creating unnecessary damage. Hope that was helpful. Uh, thank you so much. And if you guys are interested in learning more about um, the fundamentals, so the fundamentals is my online course shop. It's like a hybrid online course, hands-on workshop. Um, when you sign up for it, you get instant access to it. Within three days, you get a box shipped to you with all of the things that you need to do the hands-on experiments in those uh, modules. And it really focuses on the, the, the canvas, the chemicals, and the laws. So hair, the different nuances of hair, understanding um, hair at its fundamental uh, core, knowing how the hair is gonna behave, understanding texture and melanin and porosity and client levels. And then we get into hair color, understanding the chemicals that we're working with. And then we get into the laws of color and color theory and truly understanding how to formulate. Like it is something that I put a lot of thought into to try and make formulation easy 
uh, to try and take the guesswork out of the formulation part of what we do. So check it out. You can go to the fundamentals.com, or I'm sorry, combededucation.com slash the fundamentals. You can use coupon code COMIES50, COMIES like COMIES, COMIES, C-O-M-B-I-E-S 50 for half off. So I hope this was helpful. If you liked it, share it with your friends. Uh, tag me if you're listening. And happy hair coloring. Till next time.